Thought Bubble Audio. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves to fight at Christmas. It's Frank. How are you today? Violent, but cheerful. Violent but cheerful. Good on you, Frank. Good for you. <laughs> Christmas what a, fight. What a magic what a magical person you are, truly. <laughs> truly. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm Rudolph, but we're about to have an antler fight. <laughs> I mean you know, you don't really see Rudolph with big big antlers, you know, but Rudolph would win. Blind that guy. You yeah, know, just yes. yes. <laughs> Shine the nose. He's like, ah, my eyes. And then just ram them with the antlers that are not actually sharp. Like, let's, yeah, like, but blunt, they would hurt. Yes. Frank, what are you drinking on this Christmas Eve? I am. (laughs) Ish. Um, uh, I am drinking a New Holland Cabin Fever Brown Ale. Because if there's one thing we've all experienced this year, it's Cabin Fever. I thought you were going to say Holland. I like truly thought you were going. If there's one thing we've experienced this year, it's Holland. It's Holland. <laughs> what nice people live there? The Hollish. They live there so nice. <laughs> yep. It's yep, deck no. the halls. Yeah, I get it. They're mm-hmm. very cheerful, Frank. They love That's to it. deck the halls you in Holland. It. You nailed it. Oh goodness gracious! You I found oh, it. Oh my god. I found it. Um, that's wonderful, Frank. I am not drinking alcohol um, oh. this evening. I am drinking a hot chocolate, Frank, because it's <laughs> winter and and it's a seasonal drink. And I may or may not have put Kahlua in it. It's undecided, Frank. Um, it's undecided. I've been doing some of that myself. I've been doing some of that myself this year, to be honest with you. So I, I very much oh, good for you. Very much approve. Yes. Good for good for you. Good for you. It's delicious, Frank. The oh, hot yeah. chocolate. It's like, yeah. Are you a melt the chocolate kind of person, or are you a give me the powdered like stuff and I got to constantly start to keep it going? Uh, yeah, I mean, guy? for the um, convenience factor, yeah, I, I go with like the Swiss Miss or the uh, you know Nestle uh, powdered stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, but but it's on, on as, as a special treat. I'll do the melt the chocolate thing, and that's. Mm. Mm, so that's good. stuff. That's the that's the beauty. That's the, the real beauty. Stuff. It is the real stuff. Uh, Frank, no one else is real. Fighting, fighting is real. It it <laughs> yes. it hurts emotionally and physically, maybe spiritually, depending on how you're battling. But you know what else is real? Our love of Christmas movies. But Frank, mm. the, like a Highlander, there can only be one Christmas movie. Yes, truly. Yes. And, and the, okay, but here's a real question. Um. 
movies are movies set at Christmas always Christmas movies? No, not no, always. They are not. I agree because that's that's people will argue about Die Hard, right? I think that Christmas movies have to have a particular aesthetic attached to them, um, in which they 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 must invoke Christmas in some way, yes. but also leave you feeling the spirit of the season. Yes, and that's really what makes a Christmas movie, um, because like we count. It's a Wonderful Life as a Christmas movie, even though most of the movie doesn't take place at Christmas. That's true. Um, and so, um, but it invokes the spirit of joy and has a good chunk of it set at Christmas. And so, and therefore, maybe Die Hard does take place at Christmas because when Hans Gruber falls out of the skyscraper, you're super happy because that guy was evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that leaves you with the spirit of joy of the season. So exactly. it all works out, Frank. Totally. Anyway, Frank, totally. we're we're going to do... The Christmas movie bracket fight yes. list. Right? You know, the movies they're gonna battle on a giant soccer field like they always do. Yes. They have they sprouted little arms, little legs. They're gonna do some battling. Um so how weird would that be? That would be um, so anyway, scary. It would be. So I'm going to uh so I have a bracket here, uh, and then we will post in the show notes afterwards. Yes, you can follow uh, along. and we will decide what we will decide what the ultimate Christmas movie is. Mm-hmm. Based on this arbitrary list. Frank, yes. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to do one side and I'm going to do the other side. That you, sounds you, good. You're not going to be good. able to, you won't be able to stop me. Let's That's do right. ones you don't really care about, Frank. Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. They both take place at Christmas. They both involve guns and they both involve some sassy people. I'm going to say Die Hard because it's the classic of these two. Like, it's the one that people argue over. It's the one that gets the most. But, uh, you know, I don't really, honestly, I don't really care about this category, this particular matchup. So I'm going to give it to Die Hard on a, just because that's sort of the, the, the one that I think of more. I don't really think about Lethal Weapon in this context. Die Hard, I barely do. I'm not really in the Die Hard is a Christmas movie camp, but I respect the people who think so. And so I'm, I'm going to vote for Die Hard. Um, I agree with you. I like Lethal Weapon. I like the Lethal Weapon movies a lot. I used to watch them when I was a kid. Um, although, embarrassingly, the fourth one was my favorite. Don't talk to me. I don't mm. know why. Um, we'll just move past but, that. Yeah, yes, exactly. And I like Die Hard. It's fine. I think that there's. I think Die Hard is slightly generational mm. in that it is. It is probably not a movie that will last beyond itself. Many people. Like it, there's a few. There's less people that see it every year. It is mm-hmm. not something that gets reintroduced to them, um, you know. And maybe it'll make a, a big comeback, but it'll make a big comeback in the way that older movies sometimes do. But it won't have. It doesn't have the staying power of some kind of movies. But it definitely has the staying power over *Lethal Weapon*. I think. I think. Uh, and I think it. And I think it is a better movie. And as far as Christmas movie goes, it does invoke the spirit of the season. It plays into the Christmas a little bit more. So I'm going to give it to Die Hard. Okay, Frank. This one is a little more challenging. Home Alone versus the Santa Claus. So this one is really evil um, because these are two of my yeah. absolute favorites, and mm-hmm. I've watched them both in the last couple of weeks. Um. And oh boy, I, I mean, what is the better movie? I guess is is how I'm going to evaluate it. Not which one do I like more, but mm. which one is the better movie? And I think I have to give it to Home Alone on the merits. I agree, Frank. On the merits yeah. of being a better film, there are a lot of things that you know Chris Columbus 
peppers throughout the movie. Um, things very early in the movie that he that uh, are setting up things that will happen later. The tarantula, the the um, the gold tooth, gold like tooth, little little things like that that are. I think it's a well constructed, pretty pretty tightly written movie. And John Hughes. John it's Hughes. a John Hughes film. John it, Hughes. Is he was he he's the master. Yep. He knows what he he's got the formula. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, I love the Santa Claus. I love the it's, Santa Claus. It's hilarious because you know what? It really paints a pretty picture. Santa rolling <laughs> down the street in a pants. <laughs> Armando Santa. Uh, Day. Just I, I love the Santa Claus. I think more than I love Home Alone. But I but just looking at it more objectively, I think I'm going to give the win in the bracket to Home Alone. Uh, now, see, I actually like Home Alone more than the Santa Claus. Hmm. Um, just because I like, I think you're right. Home Alone is a better constructed film, which keeps me invested to that final moment when everybody comes home sure. at the end. Kevin, what did you do to my room? You know, like, and I think. Um, you know, right. That's another well. Kevin, stay out of my room. To Kevin going in the room and breaking all the stuff. To Kevin, what did you do to my room? Mm-hmm. That's a really well constructed joke played over three acts. Exactly. Um, the Santa Claus loses its steam in the third act. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is really predicated on him becoming Santa Claus. So when he does, it's actually not as interesting. When they have to save Christmas, I'm not as interested. Yeah, the, the sequels so, are certainly not as interesting. Um, no, mm. no, no, yeah. but they're still fun. They're still fun. But, um, and I love, and don't get me wrong again on the I love the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. There's some well constructed jokes in there. The Oscar Minor Wiener whistle, yes, and all like that's that's good stuff, but it's not, I don't, it's not Home Alone. All right, so Home Alone wins so, that round. Home Alone wins that round. Moving on, The Grinch versus Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Now, I'm going to be specific because there's a few Grinches out there and a lot of Rudolphs. The original cartoon Grinch versus the um, versus the um, claymation Rudolph, Ruby Spears Rudolph, the claymation Rudolph, the puppet Rudolph, right? Um, so this is tough for me. These are two of my absolute favorites. This is not you. tough for me. It's Rudolph. Really? Yeah, I don't. Re- it's I, just flat out Rudolph. Little secret. I've never really cared that much for the Grinch animated uh, interesting not that i dislike it i do not dislike it Mm. i it's part of my rotation most years but it's i I don't have the same emotional attachment i didn't watch it as much growing up whereas i watched rudolph every single year so i have much more of an attachment to rudolph i look forward to watching it every year the grinch was not something that i was as attached to so for me it's rudolph all the way Oh, interesting. Okay. I love them both equally, I think. I watch them both every year without fail. I could probably quote it backwards and forwards. The 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 message of the Grinch is amazing. I think it's better than Rudolph's, truthfully, yep. in, invoking the true spirit of Christmas. The who which is the problem I have with the other um Grinch movies is that the who's have to be told that um they have to be told that it's okay to not have presents at Christmas. Like, they have to go around and be like, no, 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 shut up, it's okay. And they're like, oh, no, I guess you're right. But the original cartoon Grinch, or the original book, they just audit, they already know that. Yeah. The presents are so superfluous. They just come out and go, isn't it so wonderful that we can be together? 
isn't that awesome? Um, and I love that message as opposed to as opposed to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is literally the opposite that like we'll have to cancel Christmas because nobody's going to have a present. And yes. like, oh, don't worry, I'll get you there with the presents. And, and not to say that that's actually yeah. the, really the message yeah. It's like, don't okay. don't bully yeah. the kid that's different. And, you know, like your parents well, are terrible. Like, you'll get over it. <laughs> don't worry. You'll be you. Like. To me, the message of Rudolph is more about like how the misfits the nonconformists, and remember this is 1964, so we're talking about the civil rights era and all that. The nonconformists uh, are the ones who save the day. The ones who are different, who are not like the rest, are the ones who actually save the day. Um, Absolutely, and and that they have to back have each other's backs um, to do that um, mm-hmm. in a world that's forcing them to conform. So I, I I do think that there is actually a really good message for kids who feel left out and and kids who are bullied and things like that they're like hey it's okay and and you're gonna you're gonna be okay and you still have a place in this world even if you, if you haven't figured it out yet you'll find it mm-hmm. but no, i i agree no, none that of that's all take of away that, from i agree the, that i know that you're right all of that's there inside of all of that is there inside of rudolph um but rudolph is also weirdly sexist and oh like yes. now you know like oh stay here this is a man's job and santa is the worst yes. in that movie oh your son looks weird oh, oh, oh yeah no it, oh, oh. there's all kinds yeah. problematic of course yeah yeah but it also leaves you the best line eat eat who's ever heard of a skinny santa you know it's you know gold nothing you know yeah. like you know bubbles bounce He's gone. Yeah. Like there's he's gone is a constant in my house all year. Wow. Like have you seen have you have, uh, I'm gonna like my toys? It's it's so fun. It's so genius. Or even just like the ho ho we are Santa's elves yes. and they're messing up and he's like, Well, that was terrible. I'm leaving. Um, I do think that Rudolph offers I, I actually like apart from loving the both, I think Rudolph offers a, a little bit more entertainment just ah. at the at the end of the day. Yep. Um whereas the Grinch is fun to watch, but it, it is what it is, and it's really built around the message in the song. Yeah. And um Which and are both whereas great. Rudolph offers and I think Rudolph offers more. And Rudolph, I think, is just a little bit more iconic than than I think the that's Grinch. true. I think that's true too. All right, so we're going with Rudolph then? Yep. Going with Rudolph. All right. Um, this is a weird. This is a weird mashup, Frank. Here we go. Elf versus Batman Returns. I mean, this elf. is not my list. Just so we're all clear, yeah, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. not make this Elf <laughs> because Batman Returns, as much as I love it, it's not really a Christmas movie. Like I've never really thought about it as a Christmas movie. Not even the way people talk about Die Hard as being one. So I'm gonna if go. You, if you if you go under the rules that I set down about Christmas movies needing a particular aesthetic, they need to invoke the joy of the season and everything along those lines, then I think a Batman Returns does all of those things in spades, Frank. Yeah? Uh, in No, I'm just going to... No. Yeah. no um, I mean, I, I get one. overjoyed seeing I get overjoyed seeing Batman on screen, but that has nothing to do with Christmas. No. That is just me loving Batman. No, no, uh, you may feel the joy of the season because you remember your Batman toys from Christmas, and that's fine. But that's mm, possible. Yeah, I've never really thought about that before. Uh, I also, if Batman Returns to me as a movie set at Christmas, as opposed to it being a Christmas movie, Agreed. but I also feel that way about Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and Iron Man Three and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and all these other movies that are um, um, set at Christmas that are not really Christmas movies. Um, so 
Elf falls into the problem that I have with the Santa Claus in that I think it has third act problems. And um, I agree with they you. have to save Christmas. I think it's it's not as interesting. Yeah. No, um, I, I agree. I agree. Still, yeah. I do consider Elf a like an instant classic. Um, and it's it's just it's amazing how quickly that movie took hold as like, a, oh, yeah, this is an every year Christmas movie that everyone needs to watch every year. Yep, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, Elf it is. All right, moving forward. Christmas Vacation versus A Christmas Story. Okay, so moving to the other side of the bracket. Um, yes, other side of the bracket. This is a, this is another mm-hmm. tough matchup, but I think A Christmas Story is a little more earnest, well, a lot more earnest, and a little more iconic because of it. I hate A Christmas Story. Okay. I hate it. I am so this is funny that I'm here being the Christmas story defender because yeah. I don't love it mm-hmm. that much either. But Christmas Vacation, as much as I like Christmas Vacation, I think a Christmas story is a more I th- I can I think it's a more iconic Christmas movie. But but I'm I am not a big fan of a Christmas I, story either. I, I I in my you know my sister and I argue over cuz she loves a Christmas story and I just think it's fine. But I mm-hmm. still like it more and think it's more of a Christmas a better Christmas movie than Christmas Vacation. But argue your case. I'm I am open to I'm open to being persuaded. I I don't really think that you're wrong necessarily. I I, I think it presents a better view of Christmas than Christmas Vacation. I think that Christmas Vacation is funnier. That doesn't necessarily make it a better Christmas movie. It just means that mm-hmm. I find it funnier. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it is funnier. You know, just like when he it, yeah. So but I if if we're going Christmas, if we're going Christmas movie, I'll give you a Christmas story, even though I hate it, because I don't truly have strong feelings about one over the other, and like which one wins. Like I would give it to v- Christmas Vacation, but that's just because I like it more than Christmas Story. But I recognize a Christmas Story being a better Christmas movie. So uh, a Christmas Vacation, like, is basically a a. And again, this is not a criticism of crucifixion, but but just to look at it objectively, it is kind of a series of vignettes that happen at Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so so you're taking points away for the lack of cohesion. It's just that it's it's more of a national lampoon movie that happens to take place that, that is that is sort of um, lampooning Christmas. The same way right. that Vegas vacation lampoons Vegas and and you know whatever mm-hmm. all the other mm-hmm. European vacation like it's that it's that template of like let's take a, a thing and do a bunch of jokes about it like let's point out all the things that are hilarious or silly or ridiculous about it um, and it does that very well but it's not really a Christmas movie it's more of a comedy movie about Christmas. Interesting. Maybe that's, that's a, a distinction. Really interesting distinction. Maybe it's that's a distinction it without a difference. The spirit of the season. It lacks. The no, spirit of the I season. think it, la- it the yeah it lacks the spirit of the season. So that's very good. Okay, Frank. Uh, Love Actually versus the Holiday. Uh, I mean, Love Actually. No contest. I hate Uncle Jamie. I hate Uncle Jamie. I hate him. Um, I love the Holiday so much. Really? I mean, even though, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just like, I like the cast a lot. Great I find cast. it incredibly charming. Great cast. I find it incredibly charming. Those movies, like they live in like 
fantasy lands of like none of this ever actually happens or does anything and it's just a hallmark movie with grade a actors um kind of yeah and you know and i but i but i can say that i love that because like you know at the end even though there's all this drama and turmoil it's all gonna work out great because it's christmas that's right um but i think that it's just i think it's incredibly charming even though some of it is a little problem, even though, like, I guess parts of love actually are problematic too. But oh yeah, um, uh, but uh, I love the holiday. It is more of a movie set at Christmas than a Christmas movie, um, like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. They're like, is it Christmas? Like, does it matter that it's Christmas? And I think that makes a huge difference. Uh, whereas Love Actually. It's a literally a countdown to Christmas. Yes, it, it it counts itself down to Christmas, showing what love is, which is really what the Christmas season also is. Uh, and and I love and I love the authenticity of some of the stories and the blatant hallmarkness of the yes. other stories. Yes. and that's what I I really enjoy about it. Plus, the jokes are amazing. Amazing, they're so good. You know also, I realized cast. on my most yes, that's true. On my most recent viewing a couple weeks ago of uh, Love Actually, it occurred to me that the hero of the movie. Who would you say the hero of the movie is? Do you have a Do you have an opinion on that or a name that comes to your mind? Colin. At, Colin. I, Colin. Colin is the hero of the movie because he, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, says. I'm going to go to America and I'm going to be hot stuff. And everyone tells him he's wrong. And he goes to America and stumbles into the first bar, orders a Budweiser, and he is hot stuff instantly. He is the only person who, like, sets a goal, pursues it, achieves it. through with it. And he was right in in spite of everyone telling him, you're just kind of an ugly, average-looking British dude. Like, you're not that special. He was like, no, I'm amazing and I will prove it. And he does. Yeah, no, that's true. I wouldn't necessarily mean he's the protagonist of the whole movie, um, because it I in a weird way it is also I a series hero. of vignettes. But he, he is he is his own hero. He's actually one of my least favorite stories too. Because me like, too. But he's that's so why I full never, of himself, and I don't agree with I his never, choices. Or... I never entertained that thought until I watched it. I was like, you know, he's actually like he has the confidence at the beginning, and he is right all the way through to the end. But I agree, he's not my favorite character. He's not the protagonist. But no. But it, what it, I think is, is so interesting is that that was the person that came to my mind because I just I just watched it a few days ago, and like I just like I went through the whole thing in a second, and I went, "That's no, Colin." Like that's the Colin. that is the person that is crazy, crazy when you think that's about funny. it that way. Um, no, I I. Uh, I love it, and I think I think because people have such uh, some people have some like visceral reactions to some of the stories, and you know like whether that because it's the story itself, the way things are presented, and everything like that. Like I think that is in a weird way what makes it such a great movie is because we can still have this cultural conversation about this like this again grade A Hallmark movie um, that from almost twenty years ago, almost twenty years, yeah. Like so. and that, that there's something for everybody somewhere in there. Like there's a story that you can just fundamentally relate to. Like you may not relate to being two actors simulating a sex scene, but you can certainly maybe you can relate to being a little awkward and actually finding somebody that you can get along with. Like you've known them your whole life and and, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, but you can still talk to that person. Yeah. You can relate to that. Um, and that's beautiful. And that's and that's what makes the movie so beautiful. Um so I love it. Okay, great. 
Great. Okay. The Polar Express versus A Christmas Carol. Again, there's a bazillion Christmas carols, so I'm going to make it specific here. The Robert Zemeckis Jim Carrey Christmas Carol because okay. it's up against The Polar Express, which is also mo-capped animated. That's right. Uh, otherwise, it's A Christmas Carol. Get the hell out of here. Like, you know, like, because okay. you just choose your favorite Christmas Carol and and move in from there. I think I'm giving it to Polar Express. Ew, no, I, I will not concede. I, I refuse. Okay, interesting. That movie, that movie is terrible. It's it's actually awful. They're dead. They're all dead. They're on a zombie train. Yes, it looks They're ter- no good. It, the, it the, looks... Yeah. It looks awful. It looks no. awful. It, yeah. I, I, will, I, I will stand here, here and now, and tell you it looks awful. And yet, the Jim Carrey Zemeckis A Christmas Carol is A Christmas Carol The Ride. Uh, sure is. Oh no, I absolutely will. It's, I, it's, I agree it's, with you. It's like you went to Universal and they threw you some red and blue three D glasses and said, "Here you go, kids. Let's go sure, on a ride with Scrooge." It, that's true. But the Polar Express is also Jordan's Furniture presents the Polar <laughs> Express the ride. So, like, People outside New England aren't going to so, get that, and I don't even care. I know, that's, but you get it, so that's all that matters. <laughs> like, this is a conversation between friends. I don't care can, if anybody's listening or not listening. Can we say they both um, suck? Like, I don't think either yeah. one of them is particularly good. <laughs> right, and so that's why I'm not conceding on the Polar Express. The book is beautiful. It's a gorgeous mm. story. I love it. But A Christmas Carol is better. Well, A Christmas, a Christmas Carol, Carol, if we're going to go by this book, a Christmas, a Christmas Carol is better as a book. If you take out the rides out of A Christmas Carol, yeah. I mean, and the rides out of A Polar Express, like, because they both have them, those moments, A Christmas Carol is still a better story. Yes. Yeah, A Christmas and Carol it, is a better it, story. And it is, and it is the reason we celebrate the season the way that we do. Like, truly, like, Christmas was not tr- really celebrated like it was kind of a thing that people went to fine um and then Charles Dickens wrote a christmas carol and changed the way we it, all celebrate christmas yeah it was it was a religious celebration but it wasn't the cultural sort of the, the phenomenon. secular yeah. phenomenon it's become yeah yeah that's true that's right yeah i will give it's, you yeah. i will i will i will concede the point i will give you a christmas carol purely on the merits of it being a better story than polar express so i will i will i don't feel yeah, that strongly what, about it so i'll I'll give you that. I just want to say All that right. the movie, that that movie, the animated Jim Carrey Christmas Carol movie, I thought was horrendous. And I would I rather like watch. Even, I would rather watch Polar Express. The... I would rather watch no, Dead in the me. Eyes Mm-mm. animated mocap Tom Hanks than Dead in the Eyes uh, animated uh, Jim Carrey any day. But I will concede okay. and you I will know, give you Christmas Carol. I can I I can certainly understand that. But at the end, there's. If I'm going to have to watch Dead in the Eyes animated something, I'd rather watch the one where I enjoy the story more. All right, all right. Um, and plus, it's also got Gary Oldman in it, who's Dead in the Eyes. Bob Cratchit. It's got Colin Firth. You know, it's a, it's you know, it's got a good. And Jim Carrey it was a great Scrooge. Um, just you know, so I um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Christmas Carol. Be- better um, Scrooge than he was a Grinch. That is true. I hate that movie. Oh, it's so gross. That movie's gross. Um. Okay. Anyway. Miracle on 34th Street, the the one you love, whichever one that is. The, okay. The one from the the 40s. Yes. Okay. That's my favorite. Love. Yeah. 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 Okay. So because it's up against It's a Wonderful Life, which is yeah. roughly the same era. So because the one I love the Miracle on 34th Street from the 90s the most. Yeah. 
but um but i since it's paired with miracle on 34th street we're gonna go with i mean um, with wonderful life we'll go with the ones that are of the same era sure okay um well um, i mean to me it's a wonderful life is perhaps the greatest chris i mean we'll see this this bracket will tell us but i think it's perhaps the greatest christmas movie ever made so <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, I really so, thought you were going to go Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I, I know love, you love Miracle on Thirty Fourth. I do. I really, really do. And this is a hard matchup for me. But it's a Wonderful mm. Life. Is like if I could only watch one Christmas movie in December, it would be It's a Wonderful Life. That's the one that I feel the most attachment to. I think that um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a- absolutely is a classic. Absolutely is beautiful and wonderful and 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 um it tells such a i mean think about in 1947 think about that movie coming out in 1947 right after the war and everything and we're talking about a department store santa and the the court case and all this stuff that comes after it was a very modern tale like it really was a very Mm -hmm. modern you know the way that elf is i mean even though it's almost 20 years old now elf is a very modern story um that's right mm, uh, um, uh miracle on 34th street was at that time um, it's a wonderful life. I feel like is pretty timeless and very relatable. I've I have felt that I could relate to George Bailey at many points in my life, um, uh, either myself or people whom I love. I feel like I, I could draw a parallel to George Bailey, and um, I think that the the message of that movie being that you know no man is. Uh, uh, no man is what, what, what I forget the exact wording, but the, the, no man is alone who has friends um, mm-hmm. is so beautiful and so powerful in the way that it's told. Um, and he goes through some real, some real stuff and, uh, and comes out the other side and, and uh, is better for it. I, 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 I think it's a wonderful life for me is the, like the ultimate classic. Okay. I, you make a great case for It's a Wonderful Life. I agree with you that I it's better than Miracle on 34th Street, the 40s one, which I, I find kind of dull in some places. Like I'm Maybe I just like the 90s one more, but I'm like really ready for the movie to move on and be done with what it needs to be done with by sure. the time that it gets there. Um, it's a Wonderful Life is compelling. And and you're right. It, it is relatable and timeless in a way that many movies can't be. Um, and even though it doesn't take place at Christmas the entire time, it does end at Christmas and invokes this true spirit of the season. The message and is all about of the and that's right. In all of the turmoil and love and joy that that is wrapped up in that season, it's not just about fake turmoil, but real struggles that people mm-hmm, have mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. all wrapped up in the hollywood version but but okay so that means it's a wonderful life so we're moving on to the next round all um, right very, we talked about these movies a bunch so um i think this will be a pretty this will be yeah. pretty fast lightning uh, round so lightning round die hard versus home alone it's home alone right home alone home alone okay um oh uh nope sorry i just did a thing that i didn't want to do uh, but now I've got it. Hold on. Jove. Okay. Rudolph versus Elf. It's Rudolph, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Rudolph. But Elf spoofs Rudolph. Like you can't. I yeah, don't know if you true. could choose the spoof over the original. That's true. The credits are like uh, claymation, like uh, like Rudolph. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, even the the suit he wears is it's all like the aesthetic, the aesthetic of it is like the the snowman. The snowman. A lot of it yeah. is really based. The, you know, even just the the outsider f- fixing Christmas and everyone not believing in him, but then fi- like that's it is Rudolph with it with with Will Ferrell as an elf instead. Yeah, um, he even saves Chris Santa's sleigh like he hmm. like he would. You know, so yeah, I gotta say uh, it's Rudolph. Um. Christmas story versus love actually. Oh, love actually. Love actually. Yeah. Uh, love actually. Uh, and Zemeckis is a Christmas girl versus it's a wonderful life. Hmm. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. life. All right. So where does that leave us now? Uh, let's, let's recap before we do with, this final. He, this is so crazy. It, it is. Um, we got, we have two more. We got home alone versus Rudolph. And love actually versus it's a wonderful life. Okay, I know it's it got challenging. It got like, real. This, I this this yeah. The first round was easy. Yeah, in its own way. Home Alone versus Rudolph. This is really hard for me. I love both of them so yeah. much. Can I say something? I, yeah, of course. I, I kind of think it's Home Alone. Whoa, really? That's I ca- crazy. I, I didn't think do. you, you were going to say that. I know, I know, but I kind of think it's a better it's a better movie. It's a better movie, no? Tell me if I'm wrong, it, it tell is me a I'm better wrong. Mo- no, no, you're absolutely right. It's a better movie. It's it's vastly more entertaining. It still holds to the spirit of the season, but the correct spirit of the season. It's not about the gifts. It's not about Santa Claus even. It's about the love of the people that should matter in your life mm. and the selflessness of what you would do for them. Mm-hmm. Um and and the power of greed and corruption and and, and that as an ultimate downfall. Cuz the whole movie is about like Grinch characters like they're trying to steal stuff because they're greedy and they want it. And that is not what Christmas is about. Like the movie's deeper than we really give it credit for. Honest, I just really. watched it last night as we we're recording this. I watched Home Alone last night, and yeah, it is deeper than we give it credit for. I, I agree. Yeah, everyone remembers okay. it as being that movie where the little boy like uh, sets traps in his house for the the two grown men. But that's like twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, that is. It's not. It most of it is not that at no. all. No, it, no, it's that's about the a kid iconic part of it. Not, but it's it's, it's only a, like twenty right. minutes. It's about a kid learning to like what it means to be part of a family and to not be full of yourself and like to be self reliant, but also to belong and like like the, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, never um, buy a toothbrush unless it's approved by the American Dental Association. And if they can't I prove it to you, don't pay for it. Run out of the store, steal it. It's be- if they will not, yeah. if it's not backed by the ADA, what are you even doing? Do not pay money. Steal the toothbrush. That is the message I'll, of Home Alone. Steal the toothbrush. It, also, use paper bags or re- or reusable bags so your plastic ones don't break in the middle yeah. of the sidewalk. Yeah, low key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you're going to steal stuff from houses, don't flood them because yes. they'll know it was you. Exactly. Yeah. Why does yes. he? Why does Kevin, when he calls the cops, why does he give the name of the people across the street instead of his? Like, why does why does did that happen? I don't. I was trying to figure that out. I was trying to make sense of that. And he's like, "Oh, my name's Murphy." And I'm like, "Why didn't you just give your own address and say my name's McAllister? Come here, help." Ah, I don't. I just don't. I don't know. Um, maybe because there's proof that they were in that house because that's the house that they almost hit him with the van yeah i know so he knows they were so they yeah. so he knows that they were in there or maybe he 
I don't know. Actually, that's a great right? question. I don't know. I was trying that's, to figure this out. I yeah, I I don't know. If so, someone knows, email me beerwithgeek@gmail.com because I really want to try and I want to. I missed it. I missed the detail of why that happened, and I would like to understand. Anyway, so Home Alone wins this round on the, okay. on the left side and, of the bracket. Uh, so and the right love side actually of the versus love actually versus it's a wonderful life. You made your case about it's a wonderful life pretty strongly, and I'm going to stand by it. I mean, as much as I love love actually. It's a Wonderful Life, I think, is fantastic. So I hear... I, I will hear your arguments, though. I, I... Well, well, Frank, um, I think that you're... You are correct in that It's a Wonderful Life is just really an excellent piece of, of, of film that didn't do well when it came out. It mm-hmm. was really only on television, television rewatches that, yes. it, um, but that it became very popular around Christmas because they needed to fill the spot. Um, they were like, "We need something. This movie takes place at Christmas in some point, so let's just put this on TV." And that's how it became the classic that it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so, Love Actually can be problematic, and it can present the wrong i it can present the wrong ideas about love. And hmm. and it doesn't always represent love. It represents it somewhat in a truthful way in a lot of places, but also not really sometimes in the true spirit of Christmas. Um, and sometimes what characters are going through, like, you know, um, Andrew Lincoln and Kira Knightley, sure. you know, like he loves his best friend's wife and he's like, I'm just going to show up at your house on Christmas Eve and tell you that I love you and that'll be the end of that and blah, blah, blah. That's the hallmarky stuff that doesn't really happen in real life and shouldn't. Just don't do that. Um, don't do that. But it's a, don't, but it's a wonderful life. It is a is a good representation of what life can actually be like and how it can get you down in a real way um and how you can bounce back from that with the joy of family and whatever else and and so invoking the spirit of christmas aesthetically love actually works better but the actual joy of the season is within love actually more so i mean uh it's a wonderful life more so i'm i will concede to um, it's a wonderful life. Okay. All right. So that leaves us with Home Alone and It's a Wonderful Life then? That leaves us with Home Alone and It's a Wonderful Life. Crazy pants. I would like to Absolutely crazy give pants. you the floor first on this final round. Um, I think that I think that It's a Wonderful Life is indeed wonderful. I'm going to go back to my original point in that it doesn't always take place at Christmas. It is a. It happens through the course of many months in many seasons over many years, mm-hmm. whereas Home Alone is a condensed story that kind of not tells the same story, but you know about growing up, responsibility, all that stuff. You know the fact that Jimmy Stewart is supposed to play an eighteen-year-old at one point, but also be forty at, at the end, yeah, you know, no. by the end of the movie. Like what? What are you doing? Like oh my god, um, Home Alone doesn't really have those problems. Mm-hmm. Home Alone, Home Alone is a Home Alone is a is a well compacted, well constructed story that appeals to different age groups for different reasons. But at the end of the day, it delivers the true one of the true messages of secular Christmas, in that it's about the people you love and not being selfish, but being a gift for others. Mm. Um, 
in in whatever way that in whatever way that you can do that. Um, and I think because it takes place at Christmas, it really does hold up the Christmas aesthetic. It, the soundtrack fits, it plays into it, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that's actually where it's a wonderful life lacks a little bit, um, just ever so slightly. So yes, yeah, so that's, it's on you. That's fair. Um, those are good arguments. Those are valid arguments. I would say that um, I think that Home Alone is more of an all audiences movie. There is something for everyone. Um, even when you're a kid, there is something there for you. Whereas It's a Wonderful Life, it's probably boring for kids. Um, mm. That said, I think that It's a Wonderful Life, um, looking at it through, if you look at each movie, as what they're tr- who they're trying to talk to, um, and who the intended audience is for each. Obviously, the intended audience for "It's a Wonderful Life" is much more of an adult audience who has some life experience under their belt and can relate to the, you know, trials and tribulations that the Jimmy Stewart character goes through. George Bailey, um, and you don't fully understand it until you're an adult. Whereas Home Alone, even if you're a kid, you can kind of you you get it, you get what's happening, and it's much more accessible. Um, I think the message of it's a wonderful life is more profound than home alone. And that given the right maturity and when you reach the age where you are, when you age into the target demographic for the movie, um, I find it more powerful than, than home alone. Um, but I certainly see that if we're talking about a Christmas movie that is like broad appeal and is a family movie and that everyone can watch and enjoy to pretty much an equal extent, Home Alone probably is the winner by those criteria. So if that's if that's how we're scoring it, I would have to give it to Home Alone. For me, It's a Wonderful Life is the more profound and the more meaningful and the more like honestly more heartwarming because it's like the stakes are higher. Um because we're talking about someone who's about to throw away his life versus you know, this the kid who was left home alone, but but I see that for a modern audience in particular, and for an all ages audience, Home Alone is the probably the winner. Mm. So you make an excellent point about the 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 message and it be having a stronger impact and aging into it and all and all that stuff. Like, can you, as an adult, sit down and watch Home Alone without watching it as a kid and being like, "Yeah, I get this is Christmas. This feels like Christmas." I don't know if I don't know if that hits home the same way, the way it's a wonderful life does Um, a movie. I did not see until I was much older in in the first place. I didn't see, I did not grow up with it. So, um, but home alone. So for me, you grew up with home alone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So to get the sense in, uh, in the spirit of Christmas within it's a wonderful life, actually as an adult, um, maybe holds more sway, so I say we just flip for it because um, because the criteria isn't clear enough. Okay. So do you have a coin or a or an online flipper? I have an online flipper. Okay, so flip a coin heads heads. Oh yeah, for let's, home let's alone decide what that's because be Kevin first, yeah. ha- because Kevin has a head um, and uh, tails for it's a wonderful life because um, he runs around chasing his own tail most of the time. What kind of scary ass Jimmy Stewart came to your birthday? Um, Dead one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm oh. gonna ask. I'm gonna ask uh, my Apple assistant um, to flip a coin. It's tails this time. Tails. Jimmy Stewart wins. Tails. 
Jimmy Stewart wins with It's a Wonderful Life. All right. Wow. I'm okay with that. I'm I am I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the classic movie winning. I said early on that I I for my money It's a Wonderful Life is the the be all and all Christmas movie. So I am very happy with the outcome of this. Okay, well I, that was fun, Frank. I, was we fun. really like we that was fun. We dived into it. I'm sorry for all those who thought that Die Hard won. We made our case shut up. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, yep. Right on. Well, hey, I regret listen, nothing. Thank you for everyone for listening, and stay tuned. If you enjoyed this, stay tuned next week at this same time. You will uh, get to hear the Thought Bubble Audio Holiday Special right here in this same feed so keep your eyes open next week for the thoughtful audio special we have pulled together hosts of various thoughtful audio podcasts all together a big crossover to talk about uh to hate watch a holiday hate watch our annual tradition of of uh, uh this year we uh the victim was uh the netflix's princess switch switched again which uh uh, don't knock until you've tried it because it was actually kind of a fun movie as far as as, as much as those uh, uh, low budget Christmas rom coms go. It was actually a lot of fun, so um, check that out. And even if you didn't watch the movie, I think you'll you'll enjoy us um, uh, just, just talking about it. But we got together with our friends from Hate Watch with us and Palmer from Academy Rewind and Batwoman TV Talk and my wife Marissa from Loud Women and uh, we just had a, a blast uh, all of us getting together to do that as we do every year. It's, it's sort of our, our annual holiday tradition. So uh, stay tuned for that next week if that is uh, if that's up your alley. But uh, otherwise you can find us at beerwithgeeks.com you'll find links to all the other shows I just mentioned um, from there through the thoughtbubbleaudio.com website you'll also find uh, links to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio thank you so much to everyone who supports us there uh, and makes it easier for us to pay for server costs and keep all these shows going Uh, you can find us uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, any app that you like, you know, some, many people are listening these days in, in Google Chrome or whatever their browser is, and that's great. Um, but if you'd consider subscribing, and, and it's free to subscribe in uh, in an app like Overcast or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Amazon or uh, Stitcher or Spotify, any of those apps, um, it's free, and uh, you'll get you'll never miss an episode. Every episode comes straight to your app. So uh, consider that. You can also leave us ratings and reviews in all of those apps, which would be very much appreciated and help other people find us and um, let them know that, that you, that you stand behind our show. Um, uh, and you can also email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. If you know why Kevin McAllister calls about the Murphys across the street, please email me at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com or tweet me at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. And that would be very much appreciated. But, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everyone listening, and stay tuned next week for our holiday special. It was wonderful, Frank. It was always a pleasure to talk to you. And so, until next time, cheers! cheers.